0: Shalom. Okay, it looks like we are live. Um, I just wanted to discuss the Trinity for a few minutes. Um so there's this idea that um the Trinity is the perfect expression of love and God's love and how, what it means for God to love. And this idea is um, apparently called social Trinitarianism. So um, I'm just going to read from the Wikipedia article. It says, the social Trinitarianism is a Christian interpretation of the Trinity as consisting of three persons in a loving relationship, which reflects a model for human relationships. The teaching emphasizes that God is an inherently social being. Human unity uh, approaches conformity to the image of God's unity through self-giving, empathy, adoration for one another, etc. Such love is a fitting ethical likeness to God, but um, is in stark contrast to God's unity of being and apparently this um this has become more popular and uh bishop baron certainly thinks that it's a very convincing um argument for the trinity that it's a beautiful explanation of the trinity and honestly um i just i mean this Seems so wrong to me in so many ways that I, I kind of felt I, I needed to address it. Now, in Judaism, we say that God's nature is naturally loving, and that is reflected in His role as Creator, um, and it's very important, but. Whereas you have this idea in Christianity that God's um, love is eternally expressed by God loving Himself. That's that makes that's a very different <laughs> understanding of the word love. Than the jewish understanding understanding of the word love um the hebrew word ahava has within it uh, um, this root hav which means to give and so we say that it is in god's nature to want to give to another, not self-love right not um a better word, narcissistic love, but love for another. And in fact, we say that God's role in creation um, embodies what is, demonstrates what is the greatest form of love, chesed, right? Loving kindness, um. <laughs> yes, I just mentioned narcissists. Uh, are 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 you implying something, Gris? Uh, <laughs> um. And loving kindness and God's loving kindness is expressed by both Him giving to someone who is undeserving such as us, but, and, and, you know, in charity, but also um, giving in the best way possible. And of course, in Judaism, we say that the highest form of charity is to give another the opportunity to earn so that they are not embarrassed by the charity that they are given, so God gave us the opportunity to um, keep His commandments, and it is something that He doesn't need. But very much in in a similar way as even if you don't need something, you, you might hire somebody who needs. The money to to do something for you. God asks us to do things so that He may, in fact, give us in a in a manner that isn't um, even embarrassing. Right? So uh, we receive everything from God, um, and <coughs> we. Still, God gives us this opportunity to show how we earn the things that He gives us, the good things that He gives us. And that is the Jewish understanding of God's loving kindness. Um, Well, that's anti Trinitarian. How? Uh, Well, the understanding of the Trinity is that God isn't giving to um something other he's giving to him he's loving of himself right so this idea that the all three aspects of the trinity are god right and then they love themselves and how how is that that's that's not love that's narcissism that's you know um we can only receive in being other in being less than and in and, and <clears throat> in the highest way in being unworthy right if god only gives to um people who are worthy then um that's that's not really love right if if you if if you just give people what they deserve that's 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 not love that doesn't seem love at at all to me um and you know what there there's a second part to that which is, you know, going back to the whole ecclesia et synagoga, right? The, the church versus the synagogue. Thing. Um, what I, I really start questioning the most about this concept that the Trinity is love is, well, if it is love, then, and it's it is as important as christians say that it is it is the most important thing right so why did god hide it from us why is it nowhere in the old testament but it's also nowhere in the new testament that was a shocking thing to me i, I figured that at least it would be in the the christian bible that Jesus would have had parable, right? That maybe the you know water ice, they had ice back then too, right? Water ice and steam thing would would be something that that Jesus would have said, or um, that there would have been some sort of parable, um, that there would have been some sort of hint, and there really isn't. And you know we have to we have to. Take a look. Deuteronomy 6 4 through 9 um, is an incredibly central part of Judaism. Not just 4 and 5, which are obviously the message, but 4 through 9, right? Um, It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and and they shall be as frontlets before your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." Um, Jews have taken this rather literally and we've taken this very literally since before the time of Jesus. So um, this is Yale's site uh, talking about the Qumran um, things that have been found in in qumran right which date before the time of jesus so mezuzot which are the things where literally they the deuteronomy 6 4 through 9 not only is it um recited at morning and night in the jewish prayers and at bed typically um so Usually most Jews recite Shema at least three times a day um, and, um, but these mezuzot, right, which are writing the six four through nine and other verses, but mostly six, four through nine, um, they're, they're found from all the way back then. So uh, this is Yale's uh, library, as in the case with Tefillin. It is difficult to determine how widespread the practice of affixing a mezuzah, plural mezuzot, to the doorposts of a house of public uh, building. Literary, uh, literary evidence from the letters of Aristides and the antiquities of the Jews, that's from Josephus, um, as well as archaeological evidence from Qumran. Fragments of mezuzot that uh, have been identified at Qumran uh, cave 4 and designated mezuzah AG for Q149-155 makes clear that mezuzot were in use uh, during antiquity. The finding of phylacteries and mezuzot at Qumran prove that more than a century before the destruction of the second temple in 70 CE, Some Jews were already observing these practices. Furthermore, these rituals have become increasingly standardized under their customs uh, until their customs were affixed in the uh, Pharisaic Rabbinic system after the destruction. So, again, this was something that was taking place during Jesus' time. Tefillin, Hebrew, uh, Aramaic words, Uh, Tefillin. These are the boxes, right? Refer to a pair of small leather cases whose parchment contents are inscribed according to rabbinic convention, with four passages from the Torah, Exodus 13, 1 through 10, 13, 11 through 16, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, that's the Shema, 11, 13 through 21. Each passage includes one verse that has traditionally been understood by Jews as exhorting Adherence to the practice of wearing one of these cases strapped to the head and the other to the left arm, arm tefillin and head tefillin contain identical passages, but the former included the entire text on a uh, single parchment roll, while the latter hold four separate pieces. Again, these were found at Qumran, so they um, have have been were (laughs) have been used. For thousands of years, and that they were in use during the time of Jesus, as Matthew twenty three five makes sense makes clear. Um, you can read whichever uh, version you prefer. Um, here's the New King James Version. Jesus is um, is. <laughs> um, criticizing the Pharisees I will read the chat uh, after I finish this but if I if I keep on reading it I'm gonna just end up laughing too much uh because Griswold grimm is in the <laughs> thing with um with secular coronism so um okay the new King James version so dame he uh, he's um here Jesus is uh, criticizing the the Pharisees and he's saying they make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments so tefillin phylacteries right um, he's not criticizing the fact that they were wearing them he's criticizing the fact that apparently these people were showing off their tefillin but even in the Gospel of Matthew, this is considered a very basic thing which Jews do, the Jews do. So my question becomes, how is it loving of God to emphasize monotheism, the unity of God, um, and taking Deuteronomy 6-4 so seriously, 4 and 5 so seriously when he knew that the trinity would be essential to our salvation um the number one problem Christians uh, I mean Jews and Muslims have with Christianity is the trinity um and, you know, I mean, I, I talk about my, uh, Michael Servetus a lot, but I think it's really important. Michael Servetus was put to death only because of his belief in the unity of God and his rejection of the Trinity. If the Trinity is that important that John Calvin needs to murder people, why, how is that loving of God not to plainly express this to us? Um, And, you know, I, I tried looking up and seeing what Christians have to say about, well, okay, well, why this emphasis on the unity of God when it's equally as important to apparently know that God is three, right? Because, again it's not it's the three that's the problem right uh we all agree there's one god but christians think that it's important to believe in the three persons whatever the word persons means and i don't want to get into it but that number three well why doesn't the bible or at least jesus or at least paul mention the importance of that three why is this something that people had to come up with at least hundreds of years later and make an important part of christianity and so i'm i'm just going to you know i'm not going to read this whole thing it's it's available online obviously you can look at it yourself, but the Bible teaches emphatically that there is but one God, but the Bible also teaches that the unity of God involves plurality. It does? Where? Thus, in describing the nature of God, we speak of a plural unity, and more specifically, a Um, (laughs) tri-unity. The Old Testament stressed the fact that there was there was only one God? Israel was surrounded by nations which served and worshiped many gods. God's people needed to understand that there is but one God, and all the other gods were false gods and did not actually exist, except in the imaginative minds of sinfully depraved idolaters. Polytheism, or the worship of many gods, was the false concept of the heathen nation surrounding Israel. Monotheism, or the belief that there is only one true God, was the uh, God-revealed faith of the Hebrew nation. In uh, Old Testament times, God did not choose to emphasize his plurality. Well, why not? But he chose to emphasize his unique unity as the only true God. Okay, so why? Again, Why? (laughs) Um, and how is it loving for God to switch His message that way? Um, This is the Bible, right? It's supposed to help us understand what to do. Um, and then it, it goes on to the hints at the plurality of God. The hints honestly i mean these these have been debated ad infinitum um no <laughs> but you can you can look at them all you want um, a threefold description of god's holiness uh because it says holy 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 uh, wh- why why does the bible clearly say Our God is one, right? Deuteronomy 6, 4, our God is one God. Why doesn't it have a single verse which mentions the word three? How is that loving of God? Um again, I if if God is is trying to teach us through the through the Bible, why isn't he teaching us through the Bible? Why are these things that had to come along later? Um, And what really gets me is, at the end, it says, how can we understand the Trinity? We can't. And this is what really gets me, is that Christians will talk about the <laughs> um, mystery of the Trinity. I can understand saying that of something that is actually explained in the Bible. But you're telling me that it's a mystery that you derived through human logic not through the Bible actually telling you. Which is it? Which is it? Is this something that we understand and therefore we have to believe in the Trinity even though it's not in the Bible? Or is it something that was divinely revealed to us and we have to believe even though we don't understand it? this christian position that it's something we have to believe because human logic dictates it despite it not being in the bible and it is a mystery and that's why we don't understand it pick one pick one and then we get to the words of jesus himself and honestly when I first saw Mark twelve twenty eight through 34 I was really really shocked and you have this same scene shows up in all three of the synoptic gospels. Mark is known to be the earliest of the gospels And it's the one that doesn't get quoted. (laughs) Um, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first of all commandments, or foremost of all? Jesus answered them, The first or foremost of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and uh, with all uh, your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Um, I guess other, there are places that omit this. This is the first commandment, and the second, like it, is this. Uh, you shall love your uh neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these. so the scribe said to him well said teacher and that's my answer as well well said well said um yet when you talk about this scene um christians almost never even remember that jesus in mark is actually using De- Deuteronomy 6-4. Um, this is in Matthew twenty two thirty four. 34 but when the Pharisees uh, heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall ha- uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with- and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your uh, neighbor as yourself one of the on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets which i agree with um again when jesus quotes deuteronomy 6 4 jews were all already had mezuzot and phylacteries were reciting Deuteronomy 6 4 through 9 at least twice a day in their prayers what happened <laughs> why did this go away and um, here it is in Luke and behold a certain lawyer expert in the law stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what uh, shall I do to inherit um, eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your, uh, your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. Again. Why did Christians abandon the Shema? Um, I tried looking up in Christian liturgy where this shows up. Apparently, in um what's called the offices, Roman Catholic clergy um recites the entire Bible, I believe, um, every week or every month or something like that. And so on Saturday nights they will recite Deuteronomy 6.4. Well, why did something that Jews were reciting constantly, that Jesus says in all three synoptic gospels is the first of commandments, that at the time of Jesus, people were wearing physically on them and writing at their <laughs> on their doorposts, and Jesus talks about that. Why did? Where did that go? And apparently, Justinian's code actually made it illegal. And if anybody can find out if this is true or not, because I I've only I've only read it and heard it on vers- various places on the internet. I, I, haven't been able to verify it. But apparently Justinian's code made it illegal for um for Jews to recite Deuteronomy six four because it was controversial. Um really um again these are the ch- teachings of Jesus, saying that this is incredibly important. But Christians tell me that the Trinity is incredibly important. And they tell me that it is a a display of God's love. Why didn't a loving God, why didn't Jesus as a loving teacher teach these things? And Honestly, I have to say This is what gets me the most Um, This is all the times that the word Tris meaning three shows up in the Greek Bible Um, You can you can look it up. It's Strong's uh, number 5151 Um, and it's all in negative, uh, all, all 12 times, uh, that it shows up. It's, it's something negative and it's the betrayal of Jesus more than anything else. I think, I think God does love us and I think God has and been kind to us and he has emphasized what is incredibly important to him both in the old testament and the new testament in the bible where it it talks about the oneness of god being so important and where Jesus talks about the oneness of God being so important and so I have to say I don't understand how somebody can claim to be a follower of Jesus and say that the most important thing. is something that Jesus never taught. Uh, Now I will go into all of the questions. Wow. So uh, uh, secular coronism and Griswold Grimm have been having a little uh, thing. Um, So uh, the Trinity is idolatry and blasphemy. I agree. There was a reason why jesus was crucified for blasphemy no first of all i don't believe that he was crucified for blasphemy second where does he talk about the trinity he he doesn't so why would you i mean again don't see it how is jesus god In, in no way other than every human being is in the image of God. Um, I I think that is true of all human beings, that we were made in the image of God. So trinitarian as creation existing within the creator and your take external and loves creation. Right, so when we're talking about the social trinity, the social trinitarians will say that God's love is eternally expressed by God loving himself, which is doesn't appear to be an expression of love to me at all. Um, How is Christianity not idolatry and blasphemy? Um, I think Christianity as an expression of what Jesus taught um, is not um, idolatry and blasphemy because I don't see anything that Jesus taught being that. God raped a mortal woman to give birth to, to himself, to save humanity from himself, to sacrifice himself, <laughs> for us to appease him from <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you certainly have, have a way of putting it. Up. Pretty sure what the Christians are talking about maps to a relationship of three of the Sephiroth. Okay, so this is something that people talk about a lot, um, trying to bring the Kabbalah into this. And um, what I always do is I uh, bring up, uh, there's the song, Echad Mi Yodea, who knows one, right? And in Judaism, um, we do talk about the interrelationship between, for example, God's. Um, justice and his mercy right Um, uh, or and and that's that's what really when you bring up the sephirot you're talking about God's um, attributes such as God's mercy and God's um, justice and there is this concept of, of the interplay between these characteristics but again you can do that with the number two, you can do that with the number three, you can do that with the number four, you can do that with the number five, you can do that with any number. The Bible itself talks about one, right? And um, there, there's definitely Trinitarians will try to map this on and say that, you know, the ten spherot are in a way like the Trinity, but um, they aren't right? Christians also agree that God has an attribute of mercy and an attribute of um, kindness, and my one of the answers I make to this is, well, what part of the Trinity is God's left uh, right arm, right? Because uh, the Bible talks about God's right arm, right? So does God have a left arm? Does he have three arms? Does he, right? So, you know, when, when you try to turn expressions of God into parts of God that are God, and it's, again, it, um, it's funny, but you cannot do these descriptions without ending up uh, saying something that Christians themselves will say is heretical, and then, you know, my question becomes, why are we bothering with all of this? when god gave us a perfectly serviceable creed that we should all be able to agree on in the bible especially for protestants i don't understand how um how how you you do this because it's like protestants say sola scriptura right that uh, that scripture is sufficient well if it is Where's your Trinity? Right? Um, okay, uh Christians are idolaters and blasphemers in denial the that they are idolaters and blasphemers. Isn't it un Jewish of Jacob to be so tolerant of idolatry and blasphemy? Um neph. Judaism um has long been very, very tolerant. Uh, and that's I'm I'm happy about that. Um uh, you know, we 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 don't go around smashing other people's idols. Um and I think there's something right and beautiful about that. Um how's the Trinity Loved one it is I thought Uh got a blank uh my Christianity is absurdity. phylacteries is a sexy word. uh no idea what you're saying Griswold uh check out the broad phylacteries on that lady um, only men wear phylacteries in Orthodox Judaism. um trinity justification for divinity of christ yeah i mean i, I think that is one of the ways people uh, do um what is your elohim stance so the word elohim in hebrew um i think best translates to power and it is inherently considered um, plural. I think when you read the Bible in the Hebrew itself, and you see it being used in um, for things other than just God, uh, and it is. It's it's used of humans, it's used of uh, judges, of leaders. um, I think it becomes a lot easier to um, understand the plural nature of it whereas Christians often um, I think because they're reading in translation they're like well it's plural yeah it is but not not the way um I think people see it um uh how Jesus get to sit at the right hand if he ain't special well, if you actually look at the place where um, this whole concept of uh, sitting at the right hand comes from, um, it's actually talking about David. It's talking about the king um, of, of Israel sitting at the right hand of God. And um, honestly, I mean, we, we don't understand. Um, oh, that reminds we we don't understand um, the um, right hand of God literally, as Christians do. Um, God doesn't have a right hand, <laughs> right? So, uh, and you know, there's a difference between being special. I mean, even if you do believe that. Christian, uh, that Jesus was special. That doesn't mean that you have to believe he was God. You can believe he was special. um Sam Adams believes he was special. One day uh, you'll get a mod to silence us sag Gucci's. I have no idea what sag Gucci's are, but since you are a mod, you could probably do that yourself. Um, why they no wear Teflons anymore. We do wear tefillin, um uh, during some prayer services, but it's only during prayer services. Very few people wore them um, constantly. There are, I believe, small numbers of people who do wear them um, more than just at prayers, but um, generally, people did not wear them constantly. Uh, come on, Christians need resurrection. Resurrection needs JC to be God, Messiah. Uh, well we believe in the resurrection um, and we believe in the Messiah and um, the Trinity is essential. I, I don't see it. I really don't. Um, don't understand that though. Neither do I. Read the chat and show me some phylacteries. Um, I don't have any phylacteries in front of me but I can Google you. Phylacteries. Phylacteries. So he he is wearing phylacteries. So that's the box on top of his head. That's the tefillin shel rosh. Uh, that's the head tefillin. And on his arm, there's the box, and these are the straps that it's bound with and you wear it on your weaker arm. so right-handed people wear it on their left hand um and it's uh it's supposed to be in over your heart right um and let me see here is an illustration this is head tefillin again these are various men wearing tefillin Uh, he is putting on his hand tefillin, that is his head tefillah. Um, This is women wearing tefillin, which Orthodox Jews will not do. He is wearing a head tefillah. Uh, Again, head tefillah, Uh, you can't, the box is there, right? It's over his arm, so hopefully that, that shows it yeah you can barely see his arm tefillah there um yeah so those are tefillin and here is the inside of the boxes the tefillin shel rosh has one while um or was it the other way around yeah i believe it shel rosh has one and the Shalyad has has four um different scrolls with them um yeah Uh okay. Um where were we? Uh Bravo, well done. Hey, hey there. Um okay, what's your Elohim stance? If I say your Elohim is on fire, how do you respond? I don't understand what that means. Um Elvira, um papa mao. Thank you very much for visual animation. Why you got box on your head? That's my phylactery boo. Okay. <laughs> Unless there are any more questions, I should get back to work. Um, uh, this took longer than I thought it would, mostly because I didn't think there would actually be people watching. And YouTube tells me that there aren't any people watching. So, um, thanks for, uh, commenting people who aren't actually watching. Uh, and I will talk to you lady and gentleman later.